4. Ningbo The reality trader recalled, with some amusement, the saying about his city, Ningbo, named for the tranquil waters of the harbor. Where there is a market, there are Ningbo merchants. Ningbo was the only city anywhere in the region to be listed on a map drawn over 600 years prior by a council in Florence, Italy. Ningbo was the Pacific Ocean port of the ancient Silk Road, and the trader was privately thrilled to be eating rock sugar turtle in a small restaurant specializing in his city's cuisine. Around him, the sounds of New York City pummeled his ears, and he watched as the men and women of Chinatown read copies of the Z newspaper, the indelible black market ink staining their fingers. After his meal, he walked to the East River and gazed at the papyrus reeds clutching the industrial shoreline. They were growing thicker by the day, and as humid spring weather choked the city, the winds slammed the reeds and sent the pollen into every crack and crevice. And every man, woman, and child, he relished, is breathing it in. Later, he went to a brothel, pushing his own personal seed between the white thighs of a prostitute. Black market ink seeped from under his fingernails into her skin, making her look dirty and gray, like newspaper mucked by rain. His own armpits had come to take on that odor of old, yellowed newsprint, and when, instead of ejaculating inside her, he vomited up yellow pulp, he was only mildly stunned. About an hour passed before he regained his senses. Frantically realizing he was lying in a cart of paper pulp in what seemed to be a paper factory, he raised his head only in time to witness the mashing machine he was being dumped into. Something, he realized too late, has gone terribly wrong. The metal rollers squeezed the blood out of him as it crushed his bones, and he did not even have time to scream. About a dozen copies of the evening paper seemed to touch pink, nothing more. Jack the Butterfly, the shadow man of Pell Street, read the evening newspaper headline about a paper trader from Ningbo getting crushed to death during a visit to a paper mill in New Jersey. Somehow he knew the article had written itself.
and within the Z newspaper offices, sure enough, the editors wondered who had written it and placed it inside the copy. They questioned one another, and none could understand. More and more over the past months, mysterious articles were appearing inside the copy, and less and less of the paper could be accounted for. The editor-in-chief knew it had to be some kind of insider sabotage, and yet, no matter whom she fired, the mysterious articles continued to engulf the newspaper, mostly the evening edition. Sooner or later, the mainland Chinese will get the hint, Jack thought. They have no business with the reality of New York City. What did they think? I would sell New York to them just like that? He imagined New York City with a price tag dangling from it. While no human had ever trekked further than the moon, it was easily inferred that since the city was the center of the world, it was, for all human intents and purposes, also the center of the universe. The shadow man laughed, and his breath expelled a yellow cloud of dust as he imagined the center of the universe with a price tag dangling from it. As he did, he saw an eye at the center of a cosmic spiral, and it seemed to him it winked. In the Naranya Solar Empire penthouse in Central Park, the doctor observed the brilliant blue of the night sky. Mastering the art of reality grafting was akin to playing God, and he knew it. He knew well also of the black market and the cheap, hallucinatory realities they concocted and sold, hyping the goods as real when they were only escapist reality forms. But he knew more than that, much more. The Solar Empire had been managing reality for years, cultivating it like a precious flower, illuminating it at first, until the reality technology took on a mind of its own, rocking back and forth between warring reality gangs until reality itself became a storm. A woman, his daughter, held an antiquated copy of Shakespeare's tragedies in her hands. She opened it, and the light pulsing in the room rushed into the pages like water swirling down a drain. The doctor answered, her unspoken thought. We will graft an eye into the storm.